Welcome back to Bible study. We have started a new letter of the Apostle Paul to the Galatian church. Uh, it's still, still us. It's still Paul and it's still John Campbell. Welcome back, John and Derek. Welcome back. Welcome back. We, it, it's, this is an epic. <laughs> this really is an epic. So I'm not even going to dare say how many weeks it's going to take us, but um, bear with us. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some real gems here, then we can learn so much from it. What we're going to do is we're going to read up to verse 10 of chapter 2. And I am going to start, uh, then um, John, and then Derek. And I'll pray. Have we said this is the book of Galatians? Have I? I don't think so. No, so it might be That's almost entirely possible. I, I remember <laughs> we, we mentioned... <laughs> I, I wanted to just keep them all in anticipation, John. But no, we did mention it the last couple of weeks. It just occurred to me that so a few of us only switched on today might no. be a little bit disorientated. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> entirely possible. In fact, I remember a previous, before we get into the meat of this, we were talking about Bible studies and uh, falling asleep during Bible studies. And I, I think I once dozed off many, many years ago when we used to do the late nights, um, yeah. you know, two hour stints on a Monday and a Tuesday. Yes, I remember them. So that was um, some, someone remembers me once also uh, repairing my Bible with sellotape during, <laughs> <laughs> during a Bible study. None of that's tonight. This is going to keep us awake. Uh, so we're reading from Paul's letter to the Galatian church. And we're going to find out when um, we look back over the recording, whether I did say it. I think you, might have, I think you <laughs> might have done. I repent. <laughs> Wake up, John. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. John. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. 
But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God, I do not lie. Afterwards I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they were hearing only, He who formerly persecutes us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy and they glorified God in me. Chapter 2, verse 1. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation, and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. To whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seemed to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me, God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effect effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when Peter, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Uh, firstly, Lord, we thank you for our dear brother, uh, Paul, for his, his integrity, for his energy, for his um, absolute determination um, to honour you, to serve you, to be a, an apostle to the Gentiles. Lord, we wouldn't be here if it was not for Paul. And we thank you, Lord, as we remember him in this little mini um, autobiographical accounts where he is uh, confronting things that are wrong. We pray, Lord, that we will be equally faithful uh, as we go through these important verses and through this important letter to the Galatians. We, we ask, Lord, that uh, you will help us to strive, like Paul, to, uh, to hold to the truth, to hold to the faith of the true gospel. And, Lord, we long for many to hear from you and to come to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And we just commit this whole Bible study series to you now and, mm. and ask, Lord, that uh, you will speak to us by your Spirit. Amen. 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 <clears throat>
Yeah, so Paul, you know, you could say, Paul, why don't you tell us what you really think? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he absolutely goes for it. He, he's, not, he, he's not someone that says, you know, how are you doing? Have a nice day, mm -hmm. is he? He, he? he basically is um, obviously addressing um, um, errors that have entered the church in, in his absence. And of course, he has to lay out his credentials again, as he often does in his letters, but not in just a couple of verses. He's, yeah, he's telling them the story yeah. again. Um, and I assume that the Acts of the Apostles hadn't been written when this was written. Correct, yes. So it's quite interesting. Let's have, let's have, a, let's have a Derek overview, and I'm sure we'll get some maps out, you know, <laughs> that will overlay some of what you said. But he, he's I, think I think you're right that um, although there are two theories about the timing yeah. of the Galatians. I, I think that I'm, I'm quite clear in myself, and certainly when I will talk, I'll be from coming from the point of view that actually this was Paul's first letter. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of appropriate because the issue is, and as I say, it's not like that Paul was absolutely radical about everything, you know, because he talked about how we should be loving towards the weaker brethren and all of that. but. This is about the gospel. Mm. And for Paul, there's nothing more important than gospel because mm. the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So there, there can be no compromise on yeah. the gospel. There, yeah. There's absolute yeah. red line, yeah. you know. And so he, he comes out fighting. Yeah. And it's interesting, it's the first letter he wrote. I, I would date it at about AD 49. Um, and that makes it his first letter. That, that is early. Which yeah. makes it very important that we're studying it because it's in a way foundational. This, mm. this letter is foundational to everything mm. else. I mean, later in. And it wasn't a matter of him sitting down and saying, I'm going to write a foundational no. sort of codification of the yeah. gospel. It's, yeah. it's in the real world. Yeah. It's the first major issue that came up in the church, was this... Now, John's on the edge of his seat, so we'll, we'll no, carry I on mean, with I, the overview. I'm just agreeing with everything <laughs> you said, but I, I'm just, my imagination's running away, yeah. and, I, and I don't see Paul sitting down calmly to write this. I, <laughs> prayerfully, but yes. not calmly. Yes. I, I can see him pacing around for days beforehand, <laughs> livid with rage. Yeah. Livid. Righteous indignation. Righteous indignation, yes, yes. Yeah. and, and uh, determined to put this right. You yes. know, I can just see it yeah. in the very character of the man that's presented to us through these scriptures. So I think it's fair to just um, describe his, his encounter with the, you know, on his missionary journey with yes, the, the churches of this. Galatia. Yes, I think so. Yes, um, th there's a lot of background to this, and of course, in the biographical story in Acts 9. Uh, we, we'll come across it, you know, he, he has this dramatic encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself mm. shows himself to Paul and entrusts him with the gospel. Mm. And, and so that's that he didn't, as he says, he didn't learn it from anyone, he got it straight yeah. from Jesus. Yeah. And um, that's a sorry, I'm going to keep interjecting, mm. so we might not get past verse one. But it, that's a powerful thing to write, isn't it? You, you, you're either a complete fraud if you write that, or it's true. Mm. I mean, it's, there's no sort of middle ground on that. He, he says that, that, that it was, he was not sent from 
men. Yes, and he doesn't use that introduction. He uses similar introductions, but not one like that in any of his other letters. Mm. Yeah. This is specific, because this is the accusation that's being made against him, of course, yeah. by the Judaizers, that he wasn't appointed by God, he was appointed by some men, or he appointed himself, and, and, and he's got it all wrong. He has no authority. And so this is, he hits it right to start with, I was not appointed by men. And, and so that encounter you're talking about mm. on the road to Damascus yeah. was, was real. It was crucial. It's and not a story, it's not apocryphal. No. You know. and, and it's like in these first chapters, he's hammering two issues. One is his apostleship and the other is, is his message, the gospel. Mm. And he's really most concerned about the gospel, but the gospel is based on his commission and his yeah. apostleship. So he's being attacked for preaching a, a wrong gospel or mm. an incomplete gospel. And to defend his gospel, it, he also has to defend his apostleship, yeah. his direct yeah. dealings with Jesus. Yeah. That, that is his authority as an apostle. So he's, he's not doing it for ego's sake, no. but he's doing it to, to validate that his gospel is straight from and God. And it is, it is a sort of asymmetric warfare. So, you know, the folks who are attacking, they're not just having a gentle theological debate with Paul. They're basically attacking his integrity. They are yes. basically trying to, you know, the straw man, or not the straw man, the ad hominem yeah. argument. This chap is invalid, so the message is invalid. Exactly. And That's they, they are coming from, from Jerusalem. And they are pretending to be from James, you know, and they're basically saying, you know, we're, I'm, we're coming from the mother church and we can tell you that what Paul is preaching is, it's, a, it's got a bit of truth in it. What he says about Jesus is true, but you actually have to, to be a real Christian, to be really saved, you also have to get circumcised and keep the law of Moses. Mm. And, and they were pretending as if, you know, that, that was coming from the apostles in Jerusalem. Mm. And this Paul, you know, he, he's, he's getting it wrong, you know. Um, and so Paul has to assert yeah. his, his apostolic authority, oh, which is direct from Jesus. Yes, that's right. That's right. So he gets says that first, but later in the story, mm. you know, there's a little bit of, of, of his credentials in terms of Jerusalem as well. But he, he wasn't making that his first. He wasn't saying, oh, I have apostolic authority because I... I went to the Pope, as it were, no, <laughs> you know, and, I, opposite, and it was designated fact, on me. Yeah. He said, in fact, he's saying the opposite. My exactly. apostolic authority is independent yeah. from the other apostles. Yes. Um, but yeah, to go back to the background. Yes, please. Uh, basically, and we'll probably show a map at some point. Mm. The the churches in Galatia were where where he visited on the first missionary journey, mm. and if you read Acts 13 and 14. The first missionary journey that God sent him on, one of the main areas he visited with Barnabas was the churches in Galatia. Mm. And um, it's in, in southern Galatia where the main cities are. Just to deal with a quick technical issue, yeah. Galatia, the original Galatia was in the north mm. and that was settled by Gauls from, from France. Yeah. And, and that was a kind of um, undeveloped territory. Mm. But later, just before the time of Christ, the, um, the Romans took over Galatia and they turned it into a province. And, but the Roman province of Galatia also went down to the south. And Paul, on his first missionary journey, which was on the main trade route road, yeah. 
visited the southern Galatian churches. In particular, the main cities were Pisidian Antioch, you'll see this in yeah, Acts 13, sure. 14, Iconium, Lystra and Derbe. And these were the main cities in southern Galatia, and mm. I believe Paul is primarily writing to those southern cities. Yeah. All right, so, so what, he's so, preached the gospel, yeah. they got saved, and he, he talks yeah. about that. Yeah. And now, a bit later, these Judaizers mm. from Jerusalem, pretending to be coming straight from James, uh, have now taught them a false gospel. Mm -hmm. that actually, they've got to get circumcised, mm -hmm. become Jews, mm -hmm. keep the law of Moses, then they'll be proper Christians, you know. And uh, Paul hears about this at some point, and of course, yeah. he's furious because it's a rejection of the gospel. Right. So we won't at this stage talk about uh, Northern Galatia and other theories, um, but um, John, you're so good at, on the overviews. Um, with <laughs> Philippians, yeah. just, just give us a, a, a couple of crunches in terms of Galatians as a whole. Well, I, well I, you can divide Galatians up into, into three sections, really. There's the, the gospel and its relationship to the law, and then there's liberty in Christ and license. And, this is, and the last two chapters are license. So, so we've got the, the, the law and, and its relationship or lack of relationship to the gospel in the first two chapters. The second two chapters, we've got um, the liberty in Christ, which we'll explore, and then the last two chapters, he deals with license. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it really, Yeah, uh, that's it. Um, I find this whole thing fascinating because I, um, Derek and I were talking earlier about this. Now, I, I think there's a, there's a, none of this could be proved, so it, it's just us discussing things. But we don't hear about, you know, we hear about some of the apostles, but including Paul, there were 13 of them. You know, what were the others doing? It's quite possible, quite possible, no, no, but no more, that they were actually dealing with north of Galatia at the time when Paul was traveling through the south. It might be, you know, that all the, he's actually writing to all, the, all of them. They're, they're, clearly, he's addressing the ones that he visited. Yeah. But these, his letter would have been shared with the church in the north. Yeah. Mm. And, and so we don't know, we, get, we, we, we don't want to hang yeah, too much on right. it. Derek is right, you have to fit it, it has, the jigsaw has Into to fit. Acts 9. And, and so Acts is the way that we fit 15. it all together and we can draw certain absolute <coughs> conclusions from that. But whether it was to the north, mm. north or the south, it was probably yeah. to the whole lot. Mm. Because the, the, they would have been infected too in the north, this thing, you know, like a virus, it would have gone. So, so you know, when I see and read this, I mean, for me, it's a gripping defence. I mean, Paul's right in the heart of it. And, you, you know, you get to a certain age and you've been involved in a few organisations. I, I can see patterns yeah. um, of, of, you know, someone sets something up um, and obviously busy setting up elsewhere, as Paul was, you know, in other parts of the Roman Empire, um, and then people come in behind and, as it were, um, usurp his, his authority and um, challenge, you know, the gospel, really. And, and it's so easy, isn't it, that in any church or any organization, yeah, as it were, the, the foxes start nothing running around and they spoil the field. Which yeah. is why Galatians is such vital matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's as relevant today as it's ever been. It should be on our guard. And, and uh, you know, I'm not a, really a confrontational person, but you, you, there are times when you have to yeah. absolutely take the bull by the horns and, and say, no, this is absolutely wrong for the sake of 
posterity for the sake of the legacy, mm. for the sake of us Christians in 2021, Paul had to mm. get this right. Yeah. So we, are we still in overview mode and then yes, we'll, we'll drill down. A bit yeah. more. So we talked about the fact on his first missionary journey, he actually goes and preaches. And um, it's interesting, uh, just to throw this in, um, in Galatians, he talks about how he had some kind of eye injury that they, they, were, they were even willing. You know, it's clearly that Paul personally preached to these people, mm. got them saved, established the churches. But he also had an eye injury because he said, you would have pulled out my, your eye for, for, for me. And I personally believe, some people think he had a sickness, but I don't, I don't believe that. Mm. If, if you read in Acts 13, 14, Paul was stoned to death at one of these yes, things. Yes, that's right. Yes. And of course, if you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to have, your eyes are all going to be yeah, messed up. You know? Know. Yeah. And, and so I believe that's what it was referring to yeah. and the fact that they had compassion for him. Yeah. And, and then at the end of this successful missionary journey, it says at the end of Acts 14, it says they, they returned to Antioch. Yeah. Um, from Italia. And it says um, they, they gathered the church together in the last, uh, verse 14, 27, uh, and they report everything that God had done with them and how God, he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So this was like the first missionary trip, really, to the first deliberate missionary trip. Before then, the gospel was being spread just by Christians scattering around, yeah. sharing with their neighbors and that. But this was like a, a, a deliberate missionary outreach yeah. and, and that God had given them this great success mm. in Galatia. Mm. And in a way, so it's a testing point, you know, he, he, the Galatians had legalism taken over this whole, the church at this point, yeah. it would have been disastrous. It's foundational, yeah. So they stayed a long time with the disciples. So that is in That's the end of 14. The end of chapter 14. And now they're in Antioch, which is yeah. the sending church. Should and we then, just read that? So from verse, maybe from verse 27 on arriving sure. there. Do you, do you want to read okay. it? Just because just okay. they can put it up on now, the screen. Now, when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the Gentiles. Mm, with the and disciples. now we come to the yeah. actual context. Yeah. Chapter 15, and certain men, here they are, came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Yeah. You so that is another gospel. You've got to be circumcised according to Moses. So, yeah. so it wasn't just being circumcised, but your circumcision was an initiation rite that you are now under the law of Moses. That's right. You are now it wasn't circumcision to the according to the custom of no, Abraham. No. Yeah. It, it, they were committed to keep the law. In other words, they were to become Jews. Mm, mm. And that's necessary for salvation. And of course, Paul, it says, therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, so already yeah. in Antioch they're having this theological yeah. fight, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles about this question. Paul knew that this was a, an essential issue to get straight, because mm. these guys are claiming to be coming from the Jerusalem apostles. Yeah. Exactly. So this is the origin of the first church council. Yeah. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, 
describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. And here it is again, yeah. but verse five. verse 5. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed, they believed that Jesus was actually the Messiah, mm -hmm. but they weren't saved because they were still trusting in their own works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their law keeping. They rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Yeah. So that is the issue. Yeah. And in the church council, and Paul talks about it in Galatians mm. 2, mm. Um, you know, he actually presents what the gospel is and, and the apostles in Jerusalem agree yeah. with him. Yeah. And I mean, not least Peter, because he had, he had seen the the blanket yeah, with, yeah. you know, call nothing clean that God had sanctified. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so these Judaizers were, were not actually the representatives. That was a false claim they were making. Yeah, yeah. But then it seems like, putting the clues together, that after the church council, they went back to Antioch and mm. brought letters just to prove that they're preaching the, the gospel that the apostles preach. Um, but then it seems that meanwhile these Judaizers started going to the, particularly to the churches in Galatia, mm. to, uh, to spread their version of the gospel. Yeah. And Paul at some point, well, it says that they spent you know, some time at Antioch afterwards. Mm. Mm. This is before the second missionary journey. Mm. They, they spent a good deal of time at Antioch. Um, but meanwhile, these Judaizers have been getting that false mm. gospel to the Galatians. And at some point, Paul hears about this. Mm. And uh, he's, this is just before he sets off to the, uh, on the second missionary journey, I believe. Yeah. And of course, he doesn't want to have this confrontation in person. It's better to send a letter yeah. to yeah. kind of sort this issue out. Then he can come along and minister grace, Good. you know, and and so on. So I, I, that would be the timing. The Apostolic Council here in Acts 15, let's say, is about AD 48. Okay. And 14 years after Paul's conversion. Yep. And then, say, AD 49, uh, just before his second missionary journey, yeah. he will send this letter Great. to sort that out. Thank in. you very much. Okay, John. What question shall I ask you? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, we, we can actually start drilling in, into now, this, yes. but the key point is mm -hmm. that it hap it's historical. Yes. Mm. You know, it, it's not, you know, I, I want to tell you what happened to the seven dwarfs, and, you, you know, and Snow White, no, no, she, you know, met so-and-so before so-and-so. It, it, it is actual historic fact. It's corroborated and and we can all relate to it. We've seen it in, in organizations and even in churches. You know, someone, you know, people come in, they want control, as it were. Because actually, that's the root of it. People bring in the other gospel so they can control people. Mm. You can control people if you say, you've got to follow these rules. It's, yeah. um, you know, that's yeah. many um, different sort of permutations of that in society. Well, every cult will have that. Yes. It, the, because. The true gospel sets you free, but yes. if the church can set the rules and yes. if you don't keep our rules, you're, you're going to be cast out of the kingdom of God, then that gives you a lot of but, control. But I also think, um, you, um, you know, on the justification by faith ticket that we have in, in Romans, that that is the distinguishing 
feature from not only cults but sects that are going on the wrong way and false religions you know they're all really based on works, works. Yeah. all of them they're yeah. all good works and some of them do good works yeah. uh, but that's not where the salvation lies mm. because of sin within um, uh, John, if we were to go into the, the verses here in terms of Paul, I mean, he, some would say, you see, Paul is um, he's a bit full of himself. Uh, you know, the, the detractors, they'll say, oh, he's blowing his own trumpet here. I mean, he's saying that he's sent from, basically, um, sent from God. Yes, well, of course, if you're an unbeliever, you might well do that. Yeah. If you're unsaved, you might well do yeah. that. But uh, we don't actually need to concern ourselves with those people. Paul is writing to believers um, and correcting them from serious error. I mean, really serious error. And we'll discover the consequences of that as we go through this epistle. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, the, you know, the, the way he, he, he opens his letter, which is absolutely traditional, yeah. um, but you just get this, you can, you can sense his righteous anger through yeah. it. Yeah. You know, because he does things he, he, he hasn't done before. You know, this yeah. Paul, an apostle, that's standard. Mm. And then in brackets, not from men and through men, because that's yeah. the accusation that's being made. Yeah. But through Jesus Christ and God the Father. Who, and then he, he adds a qualification, who raised him from the dead. I mean, this is, this is, this is how dramatic and, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and crucial it is yeah. that, that Paul gets over these, the truth to yeah. these people who, who are wavering. Mm. And then, and the brethren who are with me, which is, which mm. is quite normal to the churches of, of Galatia. And then he does something interesting. He says, mm. grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. But then he puts a qualifier in, which he doesn't do in any other letter. He says, who, so with regard to Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us from his present evil age. Well, we can Which go on and look at that. that. We can go on and look at that in more but, detail. But who gave himself for our sins? Yes. You know, Luther gets so excited about this. Luther says he loves Galatians as much as his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just passion. You see about his wife. <laughs> His wife was a nun, wasn't she? she no, was no, but the picture, well, did you see Luther? I mean, it was, who knows what they look like? You know, the pictures, they, yeah, the they pictures look pretty don't do solid. Anything. They yes. look pretty solid. Yes, um, good Germanic stock. <laughs> yeah, marvellous. Um, yeah, there's a passion there. The, the, uh, there's something ringing in my ears. I implore you, be reconciled to God. There, there's something important. He wants people to be saved, doesn't yes. he? It's not... He's not just trying to win an intellectual argument. No, no, he, not he at all. Is this, really passionate, is, and he's basically raising the stakes by by basically talking about the Lord Jesus right yes. at the beginning. Yes, because it's true. It's, it's nothing truth. to do with me in one sense. It's he's saying, look, this is lies. to do with the Lord Jesus yes. who gave Himself for our sins. Let's yes. get gave up himself. to the right level yes. on this. Yeah, gave Himself, who willingly died for yeah. our sins. Yeah. Who, uh, it's you know, it's. When, when you just think about that phrase, so who gave himself for our sins, and why yeah. would he do that, if, mm. if, which is the ultimate sacrifice? Mm. No man could, could, have done, could have stood in his stead. Yeah. No animal, although animals yeah. have been substituted up to that yeah. point, cut, cut the mustard. Yeah. It was only the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and no works. Yeah. You know, if you're not 
capable of dying to save men, how can you possibly think your works are going to get, yeah. going to be up to it? Yes, um, and so you know, it's all rooted in this. So that's the Lord Jesus Christ who gave Himself first our sins. platform. Yes, and, and Luther picks on that verse, I think, and, and says, you know, that is the, I can't remember his exact words, he, he sounds the death knell to all self-righteousness. Yeah, that's right, he, he does. Because yeah. This is Wonderful. grace, isn't it? This is the yes. gospel of grace that Jesus gave himself yeah. Yeah. for our sins. And if that's the case, mm. then what possible grounds is there for mm. us, for our self-righteousness? Mm. If, we, if we could save ourselves, then Jesus didn't have to die. Yeah. For, in fact, he says that at the yeah. end of Galatians 2. Yeah. I do not set aside the grace of God, verse 21, for if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died in vain. Yeah, so if exactly. Jesus gave, ourself, gave himself for our sins, that means we can't possibly save ourselves. Yeah. And we have got no grounds for self-righteousness. Yeah. All, our, all our works and all our goodness was just worthy yeah. of crucifixion. Yeah. Yes. You know? So there's no, there's no both and here. Exactly. There's only an either or. Yeah. You know, there is, this is the gospel which is based on the Lord Jesus. You can't have and a bit of no. our works. No. You can't have... Um, you know, little. You know, let's get circumcised just to sort of play that, play it safe. Yeah. You know, yeah. to cover ourselves, as it were. All understood you know, more both. than anyone that that if you, as soon as you mix works with grace, you yeah. kill grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the two can, cannot yeah. coexist yeah. as a basis for our salvation. Yeah. yeah, and it is in many ways, from a human point of view, it's counterintuitive. You know, we're brought up from the cradle to perform yeah. in some way. You know, to, to, to be measured how well or not we've performed, whether it be at school, in sports, playing the piano, whatever it is. So that's the background of, of the human being. And, 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 and the human naturally uh, will naturally gravitate towards some system of, uh, which whereby merit is measured. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this is so different. I, I remember this visiting. This could only have come from God. <laughs> exactly. I remember many, many years ago visiting the home of Imelda Marcos and going into the chapel and just seeing every kind of possible, you know, in other words, trying to find any means of salvation through yes. religion, yes. you know, and different artifacts and different representations. Yes. Of, yes. And um, it's just, it, well, that's where you're, you're literally flailing around trying to find a yes. route uh, yes. to salvation. There isn't no other trying to impress there them. is no other way Proverbs 14 12 there is a way that seems right to man yes yeah but the end thereof are the ways of death yeah. yes so all the different religions and so on of yeah. man they're all man's efforts yeah to because get now to God. um that is being portrayed in our uh, sort of woke world as hate speech you know by declaring that this is the truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, you are actually discriminating in a hateful way and a phobic way against those who don't. Yes, you are. This. But, and, and again, I, I know you say, um, um, yes, people who don't believe will see Paul in, in, in that light, but um, this is the problem we have. Yeah, it the, is. the devil has created this, this um, narrative that what we're saying here, just openly confessing the Lord Jesus who gave himself up for our sins, is, is being inverted as something that's attacking everyone yes. else. Yes, 
Because, I just because, want to address it. No, it's well, you're here. right. And, and, and when we come on to look at this evil world, all this, all this is relevant, what you're saying. And, and you know, now you do what's right for you. Yeah. you whatever is your truth, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, what a deception that is. And my feeling is, passionately, that if, if this is the truth, it's an absolute scandal for us not to warn people, yes. to tell them that this is the way of salvation yes. and that, you know, they are being bewitched, as yes. it were, that uh, we really have a problem because we could be and, and, and folks have been, you know, arrested on the streets yes. for just declaring even the term sin. So yes. we say he, he has saved us or he gave himself for our sins. Yes. Well, that, that, that even to use the term sin yes. is uh, considered well, to see, be one, uh, attacking people that's right. who consider it virtuous. Exactly so, because one man's sin <laughs> is another man's virtue, and that's exactly yeah. where we are today. You've just got to keep going. You've got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, so if we let go of the gospel, we've got nothing. Yeah, and no, no one else has got anything either. No. <laughs> you know, they might think they're, they're in a false paradise, of yes. dystopian paradise, if you can have such a thing. Because yeah. the moment you say that Jesus is the only way, yeah. you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because yeah. you're disparaging so, their false gods. So I'll mention this because I mentioned it um, earlier. Uh, um, uh, Elizabeth Maxwell, I, I worked with her a little on Holocaust remembrance. And she said to me, the problem with you evangelicals is you can't get by, you can't get past John 14 verse 6. Mm -hmm. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it is a problem, but it's also, it's the truth. It's yeah. the truth. Or, Jesus is a fraud. Yes. <laughs> you know, not only Paul, the whole thing is, the whole is, thing is, is fraudulent. Fraud. And, and, in which and case, in which I think case that's, to be that's pitied, as very Paul difficult says. to sustain as an argument. Yeah. And it, it, what, what the world doesn't like is that the cross condemns, in a way, says the whole world is under the power of sin, whereas the world would like to believe they have enough goodness to be yeah. acceptable to God. Yeah. And that's why it brings upset or persecution, mm. because mm. we are declaring without, uh, without grace, without God's help, uh, you're lost. Yeah. You don't have it in yourself, because human pride wants to be able to boast that I've done something to contribute to my salvation. But we're telling you, because of the cross, you can contribute nothing. It's got to be God's free gift to you. Yeah. And uh, that might be offensive to them because it hurts their pride. But um, it's the truth. If they will look into their own heart, they will know the nature of sin makes us unsavable apart from the grace of God. And, and, and also to look into their own religion. You know, the, the, all religions put demands on people, and just like the law did, um, except the law was righteous, of course, and holy. But it, it puts demands on people that they can never meet. Yeah. Each That's one right. will know, if they're honest, that they fall short. Yeah. And, and, and as a consequence of falling short, they feel condemned and guilty. Mm. Um, and in Christ, we have the only way out of that. Yeah. Mm. That's why it's sort of in, in Matthew, the, the, Lord, the Sermon on the Mount is very challenging for those who are law keepers because he's setting the bar higher and higher and higher. If you think something in your heart or, you know, um, and love your enemies, he's setting it. In other words, you can't, do, and then the Lord says, take my yoke. Yeah. In other words, believe on me. Yes. May I 
carry the burden yes. for you. John Bunyan or Christian in, in the Pilgrim's yeah. Progress. You know, it's a massive burden once you become aware of sin and that's why people don't want to focus on it. Mm. They don't want that burden. But yeah. take on the burden and then realize the Lord will carry it for you. Um, we, we jumped into sort of verse three, but verse yeah. um, two, yeah, says, all back, the yeah. brothers with me. Yeah. I wanted I to ask about that. And also on or anything else you want to say. Verse one as well, but <laughs> exactly. I think, I think he, yeah, what he's saying there as well is saying, look, it's not just me. If you just think, because you heard the gospel from me, you might think, well, I'm just this maverick, yeah. you, you know, but actually everyone here at Antioch with me, we believe the same thing. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not just me, because mm. he's, he's very important as the apostle, but he is saying, look, we all believe this. Yeah. Uh, we're all together with this, mm. you know, at Antioch. Yes. But the, if I can just all the quickly, um, yeah. back to oh, verse one, yeah. Yeah. just unpick, mm. because as John said, apostle, normally that's enough, but yeah. his apostleship is being attacked. So he's very, being quite specific here, not from men or through men, in other words, it wasn't when they cast lots or they, no. you know, from That's Matthias. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, he is, he, an apostle is a sent one. Yeah. All right. So, for instance, Revelation TV might make you their yeah. apostle very, or very ambassador. Un, very unlikely. In other words, <laughs> you, let's say to, to bring Revelation TV into another country, they yeah. will send you as the representative. You bring the message from Howard or from yeah, whoever. Yeah, yeah. You are their apostle. You are their specially chosen messenger. All right. And Paul is saying, I, I am not being sent from, say, church headquarters yeah. to represent. Yeah. I didn't. That, not that there would be anything. I'm not a papal nuncio. There wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But then his authority would be derived from. Man. Jerusalem, mm. but he's saying my, I don't get my authority from Jerusalem, but I, I get, and then he says, or through men. In mm. other words, it, it wasn't even that somebody in, in one of the apostles like Peter gave him a prophecy and through that prophecy, mm. he, it was God giving him authority, but it was through Peter. Mm. And again, there would be nothing wrong with that. But what he's saying is, I got it directly and although he doesn't say from God, I think it's clear. He says it's not from men nor through men, but it's through Jesus Christ and God. I think putting it together, he's saying it's from God through Jesus Christ. Yes. It's the will of God and it was through Jesus because when in Acts 9, when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, that's when Jesus himself gave him his commission. Mm. So it's from God through Jesus. So he's saying his authority is not from Jerusalem. It's independent from that. It's straight from God. Mm. And which means if you reject Paul's gospel, you're rejecting God. Mm. Yeah. You see. Can I just, um, without <coughs> confusing things, that's really very, very clear, um, is, um, you know, I've grown up with people talking about having a call to the ministry, you know, I've, I, I've had a call uh, to the ministry, which I, I infer that it means from God, yeah. a, a call from. Yeah. Um, but then there's that scripture that says, many are called um, and few are sent, I think it was. Chosen. Few, few are chosen, I've mixed someone up as well. Um, as, so um, th there is a difference uh, between being called and being sent. Yes. 
And in Acts 13, when he goes on the first... Just clearing up something, you know. Yeah, but I wonder many are called and few are sent. Does yeah. it mean many are called, but they don't acknowledge the calling or they don't respond to the calling? Yeah, few are chosen. the calling. Yeah. Um, it's just the few that do respond. I know. When you're called, that isn't when your ministry starts, all right? No. When you're, I mean, I felt called. Yes. Well, I couldn't have given those words to it. Yeah. When I was a student at Oxford, uh, I'd just become a Christian. Over those three years, there's no, nothing, no flashing light from heaven, but mm. just a dawning realization that, and I couldn't have put it into words, but I recognize now that there was a call going on yeah. that started defining the direction of my life. Yeah. Now, when you are, receive a call, then it's time for you to start preparing. And so in, unconsciously, I started preparing mm. for what I would do. Um, and and the, I didn't know the details of the call, but it was enough to motivate me to start preparing myself for it. And in the timing before the calling and the separation is preparation. Mm -hmm. You have to prepare yourself. You have to show yourself faithful. And then when God considers you faithful, then he sets you apart, which I think is the choosing. Yeah, okay. He sets you apart onto the ministry. And that notice... Can I in throw in one more thing? Because that's a lovely little perk, which I'm glad that we've managed to extract. Because we used to have Ian Bell would often give us, you know, <laughs> uh, all sorts of anecdotes from, from his past. And that was very special. And it just reminded me of a, a dear friend, <coughs> um, Festus, who, uh, who I knew in Prague however many years ago, knocking on for 30 years ago now, um, who was... Uh, came with nothing to be an evangelist. So he was a black African from Cameroon and he was sent by his church. Mm. Um, but of course he was absolutely anointed and called of God mm. to do it. And there's been great blessing from that ministry of, of one man going who didn't even speak the Czech language yeah. and going into the market squares. And, mm. um, and we've been, um, you know, partners as it were in the gospel um, on and off since, and um, I just, I just think that there's, we can't completely discard being sent from a, a church or sent from oh, a, a body. Nothing wrong. You know, God's sending that, that you. That was as it a were, case of there's God an sending you through. <clears throat> yes. And Paul's not knocking that, but he's saying my authority is higher than that because. Yeah. Um, he doesn't derive his authority from the Jerusalem church. Not that there's anything wrong with Peter, James, and John, but his authority comes straight from yeah. Jesus Christ. So he's not under Jerusalem. He's actually equal, as they acknowledge, yeah. as we'll find out. Yeah. He's, his authority is equal, just as they had a direct, they knew Jesus personally, yeah. and he directly commissioned them, the 12, and, and James at the resurrection. Um, in the same way, Paul had a direct commission from, yeah. from Jesus. So I just and that puts him on a higher level. Exactly. So I just want to bring it right up to present day because um, <clears throat> it's a bit risky, isn't it, for people to assume or presume that they are like Paul, that they have a direct. Right. Do you know what I mean? We, we are living in an age because of the power of the media that people can set themselves up, you know, saying, I, I am, you know, sent from God uh, and um, self, as it were, declared prophets and, and self-appointed 
you know, apostles. Yes. There's a danger, isn't there? A huge danger. Mm. And, but and, but, but not in the case of Paul. No, no, not in the case of Paul. But these are important things because they get, you're right, they're going on right now. And people yeah. say, I'm an apostle. And we say, well, who appointed you? You know, and, or whatever. And John warns there will be many antichrists there, in those There days. will. And, and, but we're, we're, given, we're given the, um, the, the, the checks in the scripture. You'll know them by their fruit. Yeah. You'll know them. Now, the, the problem with that is that fruit takes time. Yeah. Um, and they may be genuine believers who are just yeah. deceived. So, um, you, you know, you, you, you can't, as it were. They can have enormous consequence. Or you know, enormous consequence. And get a, an enormous following. Yeah. And then they're a wolf in sheep's clothing. You, you discover it. You have to test them. You just yeah. can't do it by their yes. claim. Yes. Yeah. I, I've just. Sorry, I've got my mind That's going. Just, I did want to just... between pinning down what, what is it, the defining thing? Because I've been called a wolf in sheep's clothing <laughs> just because I was, I was, I'd met someone who was in a picture with the Archbishop of Canterbury, you know, Rowan Williams. I mean, and, and they, there was a long email article about it. And you, you, yes. how do you discern what is genuine? By its fruits, but, but as but you say, it takes time. time. Sorry. Well, for instance, 1 Corinthians 9.1, the difference with Paul is, and there are genuine callings, obviously, from, from God, but that doesn't, the fact that I've said I felt I was called, yeah. does, and not, there is fruit. does I mean, not mean... We've got um, some evidence of that. Yeah, it does not mean that my authority is anything like Paul's authority, no. obviously. <laughs> um, but in particular, he says in 1 Corinthians 9.1, am I not an apostle, am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ, yeah. our Lord? Yeah. And and then he says, are you not my work in the Lord? So his, his, the fruit of his ministry validated him. Mm. But in particular, he was a, an apostle in the same class. Obviously, he wrote scripture, so he must be um, in the same class as the original apostles. Yeah. And that's what he was yeah. fighting for, because he was a bit of an exception. All right. Yes. Everyone knew Peter lived with Jesus and all the rest. But Paul is claiming to be in the same category. Yeah. And that's based on the fact that he personally saw Jesus. Yeah. Not, not a vision of Jesus. Yeah. He met Jesus and directly. He heard the, his commission straight from, from Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jesus didn't do that yeah. with anyone else, yeah. apart from Paul, as yeah. far as we know. That's right. You know what I mean? So he, um, it was endorsed. He was endorsed, as it were, by, by the, the church in Jerusalem. But that wasn't the, from whom he derived yeah. his... Yeah. No, because that was a number of years later. It was 14 authority. years later. And had, yes. they, had they not endorsed him, he yeah. would have carried on. Yeah, he Because his authority was from God. I know. But then he we went, would have had a He went to Jerusalem to convince them, <laughs> yeah. because if yeah. they were set themselves with the legalists, that would have really hurt his ministry, yeah. the, the fruit of his ministry. Yeah. But he wouldn't yeah. have backed down. Yeah. I, I, I must say, when, when I, and I, I've had um, discussions with atheists, with Jewish friends, you know, who have a problem with Paul, I, I always say, have you, have you read? <laughs> read? Read his life, read the, the story, and then come back and say what you're saying. Mm. That, that's, you know, oh yeah, he, you know, he's mm. puffed up, or, or, you know, he was just ambitious. You know, all of these carnal ways of describing Paul fall away when you see yeah. his life and his writings. And I, I would say that well, I'm no, I know for a fact they haven't no. read it um, right. with, the, in the, with the right heart. And, and how much he suffered and was willing to suffer. Yes. He, he wasn't fabricating a message yes. to, 
make himself... I don't think he had anything to gain. He had already reached the heights, you know, in the court of Gamaliel or whatever, sitting under... You know, he, he, <coughs> he could have had a very successful career, could he not? He would, um, he would if had he not down the Christians. converted, he would probably be one of these really famous, revered rabbis yes. that the Jews look up exactly. to. He, would, he was of that caliber. Yes, he was. Yeah. That, that he, he could have been famous, he could have had yeah. it all in, in his Jewish world. So again, that knocks down that argument. Yes. Um, so I think we keep unpacking this because we're in our last few minutes, believe it or not. Can I just yeah, say in, in Acts 13.2, just to say about calling, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Yeah. So the calling came before. Mm. Then you show yourself faithful mm. to God mm. in the calling, preparing yourself, and then God will set you apart yeah. at, at that point. And then he was set apart as as a missionary mm. at that point. So if, if, you, if a viewer is feeling the call of God on his life, that doesn't mean you're gonna step into the pulpit straight away. Mm. Show yourself faithful, serve God in different ways. Mm. And when God considers you prepared, yeah. he'll release you into that calling. Yeah. And I think as Martin Lloyd-Jones would say, you, know, you, didn't have any, you don't have any choice at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, God, you know, he's literally pushed you into it. You might have want, wanted to retreat and never want to go into the pulpit and, and you have no alternative, he's, he's put you there. Yeah. Um, whatever that pulpit Nothing is Nothing else will satisfy. Yeah. You can try doing other things, but yeah. you, know, you will know that. I'm always moved by Barnabas. You know, he, ha he was, had a prominent role and he, as it were, deferred to Paul. You know, he, he's, he's not got, you know, pages and pages written about him, but there's just some very special touches in mm -hmm. the early days of how he sponsored Paul. Um, and of course they had a little bust up, but, <laughs> but it wasn't over this issue, was it? Um, no. The, the, the Paul well, they Barnabas had a little disagreement. Over but, John um, Mark. Uh, mostly over John Mark. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He, that means son of encouragement, Barnabas, son yeah. of encouragement. So yeah. uh, he was a great guy because he, mm. he was, Concerned about lifting others up, yeah, you know, and he 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 came alongside Paul and helped Paul, yeah. and was let willing to let Paul take the leadership really mm. after a bit. So John, we've you know we've not got on to the evil age yet. No, um, no. we're just, <coughs> just over a minute, but yeah. um, we're just setting the scene of who was Paul really, and yeah, um, it's so important. Yeah, uh, it's so important to understand that you know. Paul an apostle is not just a turn of phrase. Yeah. It's a hugely important yeah. God-ordained um, position. Um, and he sets out to honor it utterly faithfully. And uh, you know, this, as the moment anyone steps out to honor faithfully what God has called them to do, they're going to meet opposition. Mm, but yeah. this is, you know, this is, this is in, a, in, a, in a different vein. And, and uh, <coughs> he's just going to stand his ground mm. under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and do what he has to do. Mm. Thank and you very it's much. exciting. Yeah. Well, there we are. That's a sort of race through to verse two. And um, uh, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed that as, as an introduction for Galatians. We look forward to seeing everyone next week. <laughs>